The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hi, welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is persuasion expert and yes strategist, Kenrick Cleveland. Go to maxpersuasion.com forward slash Bushnell to find out more. Kenrick, thank you for being on the call with me today. My pleasure, Joey. How are you? I'm doing absolutely great. How are you? Really good. Awesome. Kenrick, can you just let us know what led you to dedicate your life to teaching others how to receive yeses? Uh, sure. Um, you know, I, I, I had at a very young age uh, decided that I wanted to uh, uh, to sell. I started at 16, actually. And, uh, I, you know, I had a few initial successes, enough that it, it kind of hooked me. You know, I, I was able to see money come in uh, reasonably quickly. And uh, so I kind of stepped up my game and, and I sold insurance and and uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I had some successes and and some some difficulties. Uh, they closed the company, uh, and uh, or at least the region of the company where I was at. And so I found myself looking for a job, and uh, I went to work selling uh, uh, fitness memberships. And you know, try as I might, I mean, I thought myself to be a, a decent salesperson. I was all of eighteen years old. Uh, and you know, I, I just was failing. I mean, I, 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 what the reason I, I got in is I wanted to, to succeed, to make a good living. You know, my, my mom did really great, uh, in selling and, and, uh, I just, I just had this, this belief that I could do it, but I wasn't doing it. Um, so to, you know, make a long story short, someone suggested that I go to a seminar, just so happened to be with Richard Bandler, uh, the co-developer of NLP. And I realized there was something really powerful there, but the problem was it was being taught as it relates to therapy and not business. Um, but you know, I'm kind of like one of those people when I, when I see that there's smoke, I realize there's fire down there somewhere below. So I jumped, I just, I jumped in and I, I was like a bulldog. I wouldn't let go. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, Finally, uh, I finally did figure it out. I, I actually became an NLP trainer and a and a very highly respected one at that. And I went on and created the NLP courses, business practitioner and business master practitioner. And I was the only trainer authorized to teach them by Richard Bandler and the International Society of NLP. Um, and what I did with that is I got rid of the underlying therapy presuppositions and I made it available to anybody that needs to get yeses. So, you know, it doesn't apply only to salespeople, but anywhere you need to get yes. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so in my in my way of looking at it, I wanted to learn to do this in the day-to-day world on a conversational basis. So, I, you know, what, what hooked me on this was as I started seeing people from all walks of life, uh, you know, start to get yeses more regularly. I started off with my own staff back, you know, 34 years ago, and then uh, progressed from that to... Uh, you know, I, I, our clients range everything from preachers and teachers to top financial advisors earning millions of dollars. I have marketing experts and copywriters and small business people. 
Uh, heck, one of the, the greatest living copywriters alive today, Gary Bensavinga, has my materials. It, it, it just it just inspired me, Joey, that, you know, bottom line, you know, I can help people make a difference. And I, I guess that's uh, that's why I got in and why I've stayed in. Kemrick, in this interview, I'd like to ask you about how to get more yeses, but specifically in business, in sales situations, and in copywriting situations as well. So I'd like to go down that avenue if we can. Sure. So why do so many people struggle to get people to say yes to them? All right. I like I like to look at it like this. You know, from birth, we are trained that, uh, you know, being logical is being intelligent. So we learned that, uh, you know, we're, we, we, you know, our parents tell us things all the time, like, don't be so emotional. Uh, you know, don't let your emotions get the best of you. You know, think things through. Look at the pros and the cons. Uh, you know, there's the, the old Ben Franklin balance sheet close where you, you look at, you know, you make a list of all the reasons why something, you know, is good. And then you make a, a list of why it's not good. You know, it, it all leads us to, to the, to the angle, if you will, that, you know, people that are logical are intelligent. That's pretty much all of what upper education installs in us that, you know, we have to have this logical approach. Well, the problem is the, the logical brain, you know, the, the, the conscious mind amounts to such a tiny fraction of who we really are. While on the other hand, our unconscious mind, that where our emotions reside, occupies, you know, bigger than 99% of who we are. So I like to say that one of the biggest reasons that people have trouble getting yes is because they're only appealing to the conscious mind. They forget all about the emotions and all that exists at the unconscious level. So, the, you know, the bottom line is, is that, you know, when we, you know, when we act as a logical communicator, you know, we miss all of what's going on with the other individual and we appeal only to a tiny, tiny fraction of what we could be appealing to. And for that reason, we, we are like a bull in a china shop. You know, we're stomping all over what the person needs to know and understand in favor of trying to act intelligent or logical. So that's where I think, uh, you know, that's the root of a lot of these issues. So what would be the answer then? How should we communicate, Kenrick? Aha. Uh-huh. Well, so, you know, the, the two sides of this, I, I call, uh, you know, the people in, you know, that are doing traditional selling today that, you know, we call them logical communicators. And on the other side of it, we have yes strategists, those people that really understand how to appeal both to the, to the logical side, the conscious mind, but more importantly, to the unconscious side, the emotional side of what's needed. Okay, so what does a yes strategist do differently that makes them so effective in receiving yeses? Okay, well, I, I, it's a really good question, and we could talk about that for a few days. I'll try to give you a re- reasonably concise answer. Okay. You know, there's five main areas that, uh, you know, that, that we get into in, in our course called the persuasion factor that really teaches people to go from being a logical communicator to a yes strategist. And those areas start with the, the, the intention. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's such an interesting thing. You, you ever been really interested in something? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't care what it is, you know, but you're really interested in it and, you know, as you follow your passion, as you as you follow your interest, 
you just you don't it doesn't just wane. I mean, it, you you discover something and you get even more interested. You keep wanting to learn more. You keep going forward. You, you keep making it happen. That's really uh, your intention is being set, and it's not just set at a logical level. You know, it, it, like it it doesn't motivate many people to determine how can they raise their their uh, you know their uh, their their abilities by one tenth of one percent. You know, attacking it from a logical area, they say, "Wow, you know, I could have a better life for my my family if I could bring in an extra five hundred dollars a month, thousand dollars a month, ten thousand dollars a month, wherever they are." You know, and and that sets in their brain something that makes them pursue it. Well, we can take that to micro levels. We can look at uh, intention as 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 a way of helping us put in what exactly we're trying to do in any situation in a sales environment as we write a you know write copy what have you so we can learn to lock in on small steps that take us from where we are to the next level so we learn to stay on track we learn to make things flow and we learn to be able to do it in a way that appeals to the unconscious mind so the first step in all of that i think is intention the, the next thing is you know we get people using features and benefits i can't believe it Joey, but people still do this. It's unbelievable to me that, you know, for all the years I've been teaching how to do this better, people are still doing features and benefits. Features and benefits are much like taking, let's use the polite term spaghetti, uh, and throwing against the wall and seeing what sticks. In the meantime, we're boring the living daylights out of our clients as they have to listen to our diatribe going on and on about well, you know, and we have this and we have that and we have the other thing and we have the other thing. And, it, and you know, and the real reason that you're going to want to know all this is and, you know, and, and, and they're going trying to go back and forth and weave this thing. And all it really does is put a blinking light above the head of the salesperson doing this that says salesperson, 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 alert, alert, run. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't build any rapport. It makes it bad. Even you can you can see sales letters that do the same thing. Now, in sales letters, you, you are going to have to focus in on, you know, the benefits of the program, of course. I'll tell you how to do it in a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about that. But, I mean, the bottom line is if you're just listing features and benefits, all you're doing is throwing something up against the wall to see what's going to stick. And you don't have to do it that way. And you shouldn't do it that way. You really need to zero in on exactly what your client wants. If you're doing it in person it's as easy as asking a few questions and then making all of your presentation about what they say. So the, the next thing is to really be able to do that, we got to get into rapport, right? So if you don't have rapport with the client, if they don't want to read what you're writing, if they don't want to listen to what you're saying, how are you going to how are you going to get ahead? So we've got to learn how to get rapport and rapport with the conscious mind is almost irrelevant. It's rapport at the unconscious level that counts. So we need to make sure that at an emotional level, the person thinks, wow, this is a friendly. The next level that we deal with are our stories. And that's just another thing we could talk about for a week or so. But, you know, being able to, to really get into a, you know, a very, um, persuasive story is just amazing. Uh, I believe stories are the way people communicate. So it's actually easier than one might might think once you really understand it. But getting that understanding takes a little bit of effort and work. But, you know, stories are the perfect place to deal with the last issue, the, the last pillar that we deal with, which is, you know, persuasive language, language that helps you get a yes. 
And within the framework of the story, all of that can be embedded. And so you add those things up and you've got a very, very precise method of aiming your messages right at the unconscious mind and hooking them on an emotional level way before they even have any conscious awareness of what's going on with the whole situation. So it's pretty, it's, 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 you know, I'd say that's the real big difference between a yes strategist and a person that is a logical communicator, just, you know, trying to, you know, um, <laughs> it, to me, it's like trying to push a big boulder up a hill. You know, <laughs> you think you're making progress when all of a sudden you slip and the boulder crushes you, it goes splat. You know, that's, that's like, um, that that's like what a logical communicator is. You know, they think they're making progress. They've laid out a logical track that makes all kinds of sense. They've tried to box in the client every which way they can to get them to say yes. And all of a sudden the client says, I, you know, I got to go talk it over with my, uh, uh, you know, with my partner. I, you know, I got to go think about it. Or they come up with some other reason that, you know, your boulder slips and you go splat. You know, you don't have them hooked on an unconscious level. And that's the problem. So how do we overcome the objections and the resistance that we can sometimes face? <laughs> uh, okay. You're, you know, yeah, that question reminds me of a, of a, of an ad here in the U.S. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, you probably don't have it there. I don't know where you are, but you might. There's a, an ad that starts off with a few statistics about how older people, uh, in our society are faced with, uh, falling in, on stairs. And breaking their, their legs and their hips, which causes them drastic, uh, you know, issues of mobility as they, as they age into their golden years. And they <clears> say, so our company has, uh, has a solution to that. Don't fall. When I first saw that, I thought, you arrogant, you know what? I mean, just telling these people don't fall. Yeah, right. Well, who, who, who plans on falling, you know? But then they go on to show this, uh, you know, elderly person sitting on a chairlift. It has kind of a rail built into the wall, sort of, and it, it's like an elevator, but it just lifts you up the stairs. You know, you sit comfortably on this chair and it goes up the thing. And so they say, so there's a, a pregnant pause after they say, don't fall. Then they say, sit, you know, and, and, and arrive comfortably at the top of the stairs with security, right? So <laughs> I liken that to your question, <laughs> you know, just don't get objections. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, I mean, and, and I'm not really being funny there when I say it. You know, the problem is when we go after people as a logical communicator, we create all kinds of objections. It's like we're pooping right in front of ourselves where we're going to walk next. So, you know, we're stepping all through that. They're getting all slimed by it and it doesn't work for us. You know, the, 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 the bottom line to not getting objections is stop creating them. So th- there's there's a, a way to do that. I'll get to some specifics with you. You know, one is that, you know, we want to look at how to get people to move along comfortably with us. I talk about building, uh, um, getting them to be dependent, I guess would be the best way to say it, on us. Now, that sounds <laughs> a little bit manipulative, and it is, I guess. Um, but not in a bad sense. Um, you know, as we talk with someone, what we want to do is we want to begin using our words and we can do this in writing and, and in, uh, uh, you know, in face to face work, uh, such that, that they're saying yes all the time to us. Okay. Now the old fashioned way of doing it would have been to do something like this. Hi, Joey. Hi. Is this Joey? It is. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh Joey, you're in the UK. Yes, I am. 
And Joey, you're wanting to do an interview to, to help people understand a little bit more about being uh, better at getting yeses, right? Yes, I do, yeah. And if you can understand how to help people getting get better at yeses, I assume you'd probably want to, I don't know, give me your wallet. <laughs> you know, in other words, they're trying to go yes, 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 yes. And you know what it, what it sounds like is it sounds like, you know, it, it, it puts this alert thing out that makes everyone goes, oh, heck, here comes a salesperson. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying to get us to, you know, to say yes to everything. But listen to this in comparison. Hi, Joey. You there? I'm here. Yeah. Wonderful. You know, Joey, I was thinking about um, what we were going to do together today, and it occurred to me that um, you know, this is a pretty fun topic. It's it's one I'm pretty familiar with, <laughs> but it's a pretty fun topic. And, uh, you know, I, I think as we talk together today, you'll probably have some questions and some ideas, and we'll go back and forth and see what we can do to help people follow along with this. What do you say? Absolutely. That would be great. Now, what I did there is I started off, Joey, and you had to say yes in your mind. I was thinking about what we were going to do together today. Well, you can't really deny that I wasn't doing that, right? So again, your brain is going, okay, yeah. And I'm step by step by step getting you to say yes, but without being obnoxious about it. I'm still getting the same yeses. And then I lead you to where I want you to go, role-playing with me, working with me, talking with me about how this is going to work. That can be done very effectively in writing, and it can be done very effectively in face-to-face communications or phone communications. So that's one of the things that we can do to start overcoming objections in advance. And we'll talk, well, let me, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I mean, the first thing is getting rid of the resistance that would normally be built up. The next thing is stop being afraid to ask people if they're really understanding or with us. Do you follow what I'm saying here, Joey? Yeah, absolutely. That's an example of it. I just ask you. (laughs) You follow what I'm doing here, Joey? And you said, yeah. Now, if you said, well, I think so. I'm not really, you know, seems to me that, and you said something, you know, you go on to something else. Great. Well, then I need to really kind of back up and make sure you are with me at all of the points you bring up. Or what's going to happen is I'm going to get to the end of the presentation and get objections. Right. was your question. Mm -hmm. How do we eliminate that? So one of the best ways is not having to eliminate objections because we get people going along with us from the first words out of our mouth. And we move them by creating dependence on our next thought very specifically to get them to, to, you know, follow us. And, and then we learn not to be afraid and we ask people. See, some salespeople in particular, business people, um, you know, they're scared to death. They think that they just need to make their presentation from start to finish without interruption. And then they'll deal with whatever comes up. Then the real job, quote, quote, of selling begins. You know, and, you know, and I use the word selling a lot because everybody sells. You know, you tried to sell me to come on and do this, this, uh, interview with you. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I sell people to do interviews with me. Uh, you know, I mean, we all, you know, we sell our husbands and our wives on, you know, on going to a different show or a different event instead of the one they wanted to do. You know I mean? Like mm-hmm. the whole purpose to me of communicating at all is, is to, is to, you know, create results, you know, to, to be heard, to be understood, which is a great result in and of itself, you know, but, uh, you know, so the, the bottom line is, is that what we want to do is create this dependency, get the yeses, 
make sure they're with us all the way through. And then the, the next thing we want to do is preframe against the, the objections that we, we feel we're going to get. Right. So maybe let's say that we had an issue with money and okay. we, you know, our product is just more expensive than the rest of the markets, but there's a reason it's more expensive. So we start preframing against a money objection right up front. We bring up money. We talk about how people that, you know, really want to get ahead are okay spending, you know, a hundred dollars a month or, or whatever the product costs, you know, <laughs> and we start talking about how there's reasons why People can sell products for cheaper in this market. It's because, you know, they're not investing in a, in a high quality product. And we, we start talking about these kinds of things so that we get people's minds already greased. It's like t- take a piece of paper and fold it, put a crease in it, right? Now, <laughs> from there on out, anytime you want to fold that paper, that crease already exists. You know, it's already ready to go, so to speak. And that's the same thing we're doing with people's minds. We're laying down a track that they've already followed in their head so it's easy to follow it again when they when they when we want them to. So it's that kind of thing that helps us to drastically overcome objections. Now, lastly, and I do mean lastly, you know, we could deal with the objection itself. And even that becomes a really fun event. I have a whole course on that called Magical Objection Mastery and and the subtitle of that is 24 Doorways into the Mind of the of the Listener. So, you know, the idea is that we learn to open up a doorway that that they didn't expect, so they have to see a, what we're talking about from a different point of view. To do, do, do something with me. Let's role play. Let's do this five or six times. I want you to say, okay. pick a name, pick a name, a name of somebody. Doesn't be have to be somebody that you know, um, but but pick a name of, of, of somebody. Give me a name. Okay. Uh, Bill. Okay, so say Bill is a good guy. I'm going to give you an answer, and you're going to say it again. Let's do that five or six times, and I'll give you an example of some of these doorways so of, of, of simply simple ways to understand this. So, so say Bill is a good guy. Bill is a good guy. Yeah. Um, have you checked? I haven't checked, but I think he's a good guy. Uh huh. So, are you trying to convince me, or are you trying to shore up your own belief in him? I'm trying to shore up my own belief, I guess. Uh huh. You know, um, so it only took two. I mean, <laughs> I've already cracked your. I've already cracked what you're doing there, buddy. I, I said yeah. go five or six. It's okay. Do it again. Let me show you another one. <laughs> Say, Bill's a good guy. Bill's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, have you looked at his record? I haven't looked at his record. No. Say it again. Bill is a good guy. Yeah, how long do you think he will be this time? <laughs> so now, see, it, it, you, you're sitting there. You can't hardly even say it anymore. It starts to crack yeah. the belief that you have mm-hmm. in, in, in Bill. Okay? Yeah. And that's the power of these things. See, normally we think that we're going to come in through the front door or through the back door. You know, that's like the two options of getting into a house. But burglars know that there's a whole lot more entryways. You know, there's the garage door, there's all of the windows, there's, you know, maybe trap doors in the ceiling. There's all kinds of ways in. But, you know, they don't, you know, we don't really think of that. When we think of going home, we think about going in the front door. And that's how salespeople and and writers and everybody else think. They go in the normal way in that everyone goes in. And Mm -hmm. in that way, they become predictable and it becomes easy to defeat the message. But when you have access to these 24 doorways, 
all of a sudden, when you actually get an objection, you can oftentimes crack the belief that caused that objection and get them to see this in a different way and still go along with you. I look at it as sort of a last strategy because the the real goal is to, you know, sit, don't fall. (laughs) Don't create the objection to begin with. Great. So we can use these techniques that you've developed, Kenrick. Is there a difference between using them in an online situation, an offline situation, or face-to-face or over the phone? Are there any differences there, or is it totally the same, no matter the medium? No, there are differences. Um, and and I, can, I can say it as easily as possible like this. I can say that, you know, the, the, you know, we all have five senses, right? The more of our five senses that we can engage in any presentation the better off we're going to be. So, uh, you know, if I'm able to get you to hear me, but I can also see you, or I can also be able to move you around or touch you or what have you, uh, you know, that's a, that's more senses involved, and we're gonna, I'm going to be able to do more. I'll be able to use greater leverage with you. So every sense that gets removed, right, the, is, is a sense that is, uh, you know, that, that, that it, it, puts more restriction on us, so to speak. So real life face to face would be the very best, right? Okay. The next best would be like a movie because you can see and we can hear. And then the next best would be just where we can hear. And then the, the next best would be we can just see like copywriting, you know, we have to read. So, you know, so the thing is, is that every time we remove a sense, we become more restricted as to what we can do and, and what we can't do. When we get to the level of copywriting, we have to become absolute wizards with words. We have to be able to grab people's attention. We have to be able to get them in sync and in rapport with us. And we have to build a case for what we're doing just simply through the words and getting them to imagine it. Now, fortunately, that's not so difficult, but you know that is what we're faced with. So it is something that's really important. What are the biggest mistakes that will ruin all chances of getting a yes from someone? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, first of all, not having rapport. So, uh, you know, this would be the classic sales situation where someone walks into the door, uh, you know, and they ask to see the boss and he happens to be standing there. And they just jump into a presentation and, you know, they, they, they'll do things like I, I did with you a little bit ago. Hi, you're great. You're the manager. Great. Uh, are you the one responsible for making profit in your organization? Well, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm the manager. I'm the owner. All right. Well, you know, if I could show you ways to increase your profit 10% or more in the next 30 days, you would be interested in taking a look, wouldn't you? Usually they're going to get told no, or I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't have time. You know, uh, send me an email, send me a, uh, send me a send me an idea of what you're talking about, and if I'm interested, I'll let you know. I mean, then that that ends that. So uh, you know, it, the 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 problem there was a lack of rapport, and and they there's a shotgunning, as like a, I like to call it, going on where they're just picking benefits and trying to hope that the person is is you know is interested in that. So it, it's not going to work. It's or it's rarely going to work. And uh, you know, so the, not having rapport, I think, is a is a really big one. Um, you know, another really big one is, you know, if we don't believe in what we're doing, then we're going to project, um, you know, th- that that lack of belief, and as a result, that that creates resistance. 
believe it or not. So, you know, it's one of the things when, when you look at hiring a copywriter, for example, does the copywriter really believe in what they're going to be writing about? I mean, you know, it's like, um, you know, I work with really, you know, some of the world class, some of the very best uh, copywriters. And these guys won't take projects unless they absolutely think that there's, you know, they can get behind the product or the project. If they, I mean, just because there's a lot of money involved doesn't mean they're going to take it if they think that it, it, it goes contrary to what they think is, is good or right. And I think the more we zero in on, on integrity, and, and that can, you know, whatever that means for each individual person, if we're acting in, in alignment with what we think is good and, and beneficial and helpful, then we can really get in and believe. If we're really believing what we're doing, then it's going to make all the difference in the world in how we come across to people in person and in print. I think another thing that is the one of the biggest mistakes that can just alienate people right off the bat, I've mentioned, is talking about features and benefits. So let, let me give you a real specific. Let's say that we're a copywriter, just as an example. And, you know, we say to ourselves, well, how can we possibly, you know, sell somebody if they don't know the features and the benefits of what we're doing? Okay. And that's true. You are going to need to put the benefits of your product in, in one way or another. However, you better know your market so well that you're not just spewing features and benefits as a form of persuasion, right? If you're trying to use features and benefits to persuade, you're far off the mark. You need to have a number of interviews with the people of your market to really get into their heads and, and, and understand what they're looking for. For example, in, in what I teach is a, is a good example. People aren't interested in the, you know, the latest 20 strategies of getting a yes. You know, they, they don't care. What do they, what do they want to do with those strategies? Well, they want to earn more money. They want to have a better life. They want greater personal power. They don't want to be told no anymore. You know, they want to, they want to move effortless, effortlessly through the world. Getting people to to say yes, collecting the money, and creating relationships that will say yes again and again and again. That's why they might want to, to you know study with me as an example. So uh, you know, it's, same thing is true with anything that you're selling. People don't want to buy four doors and a couple of bumpers and uh, a leather interior, you know. But they might want to buy you know uh, elegance. They might want to buy. Um, you know, a reduced uh, amount of expenditures on a monthly basis, you know, or at least a a planned amount of expenditures. So they're not constantly, you know, fixing something all the time. And, you know, they're not prepared to spend so much money on. Uh, they, they might like the elegance, the class that, you know, there's all kinds of, of reasons they might want to buy something, but it's not just the features and benefits, so if you can't speak to what it is that is critically important and what's going on with that market, you have no business writing for it. And those that are hiring copywriters better look for somebody that can do it a little better. That's one of the reasons copywriters charge so much is that they really have to learn that market if they don't already know it. They really have to go in and learn it. Um, you know, they, they, they're going to need to interview extensively into that market, talk to customers and clients, et cetera, to do a really good job. So, uh, you know, these are, the, you know, people that, that think that persuasion can be done, that, you know, getting a yes can be done by using features and benefits and not zeroing in on the criteria are absolutely just shutting the door in their own face. 
Um, let me let me talk a little bit more about criteria. I told you I told you it could be done really easily, and it can. Let, let me give you an example. I I noticed by looking at your site that you interview some pretty top people, which is pretty interesting. You've got a passion about what you do. Um, yep. uh, let me ask you, Joey, what made you what made you start doing this? Uh, I was just starting out, so I wanted to borrow the authority and credibility from someone who was already there. And also to give that information and value to my audience, which was small at the time. And it was just a great way of satisfying my audience, but also doing it in a credible way. If people didn't believe me, then they would believe an expert. So that is why I started interviewing experts. Okay. And I think that's fantastic. So you're, you were, you started that, you know, so that you would be able to play on leverage, gain more authority and credibility. Yes, absolutely. So, Joey, what's important to you about having more authority or credibility? It helps in getting people to believe that you can deliver what you say you can. So I have a few things that I sell, services and consulting services mainly uh, to do with online marketing. And it's difficult to get people to buy from you if they don't believe that you're competent at what you do. So that is why it's important for me to be credible and authoritative. Absolutely. So... So basically, with that, you get people to believe, and they believe mm-hmm. that you have the ability to deliver, and, and that's fantastic. Ultimately, if they believe you, if they know you can deliver, what, what does that do for you? That means they become a customer, and that pays my bills and supports my lifestyle and helps me support my family. Okay, fantastic. Fantastic. So let me ask you you know if you didn't get the customers and you weren't able to pay the the bills it's and that kind of thing what what would happen ooh that's something i don't even want to think about to be honest um i'd have to go out and get a, a quote unquote real job again and if i didn't have any money at all things would get pretty nasty if i couldn't pay my rent for example then i don't know where we would live I wouldn't have enough income coming in to do all the other things in life as well. So um, I guess having a roof over my head is the most important one. If that was taken away, that would be a massive difficulty in my life and my family's life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so Joey, let me show you now what I know, okay? Mm-hmm. I know that on the lowest level, believe it or not, mm-hmm. you have wanting to be an authority and to be credible. Mm-hmm. And the reason you want that is so that people will believe in you and believe in your ability to deliver. And the <laughs> reason for that, the, 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 the reason why you want them to believe that is because that you'll then gain customers. And as a result of gaining customers, you'll take care of your family and you won't have to worry that the day will come that you can't. Absolutely. Now, if I'm going to sell to you, which way would make more sense to you? So let me, let me do the traditional way. You know, uh, Joey, I've got a brand new program and it talks about the 30 ways of getting people to say yes. And in it, you're going to learn that, you know, you know, the, 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 the five strategies and 10 specific ways of doing each of them so that you can get people to say yes. It comes in eight CDs. It has, uh, and none of this is true. <laughs> it comes in eight <laughs> CDs, and it and it, it it's it, you know, and you get it in the mail. So therefore, you'll be able to get it very quickly. Now, is that the best way, or is this the best best way? Mm-hmm. You know, something. Um, I think anybody that that works, at, you know, as a consultant or you know that that provides services is always looking at how they can become 
more authority, uh, more authoritative and, and more credible. And, you know, one of the things that is so important about that is if, if you, as you listen to me, you know for sure that I can deliver what I'm telling you, then it makes it a slam dunk for you to take my recommendations. And I think as you look at what you do, every, every little bit you can crank up people's ability to believe in you, to see you as authoritative and credible, it'll just automatically and naturally get them to have in their mind that frame that, wow, Joey can deliver what it is that I need. And ultimately, when you get that happening, you're going to find that you're able to take care of your family and you never have to worry about not being able to take care of them. And that's why people are so interested and excited about learning how to persuade more effectively. You see, yeah, we offer a number of techniques. You know, we have, we have 30 techniques and strategies that we talk about that get people in a position to take better care of their family. That's why the, the people learn these things is because it helps them to move forward. It helps them to be more believable. You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. And which way works better? By far, the second one. Right. And, and it's because I know my market. Well, in this case, it's because I elicited your criteria. And it was very simple to do. How long did it take me? Two minutes, maybe, to ask the questions. I could have done this within two or three minutes of meeting you. And our whole discussion then becomes about how to help you become a greater authority, more credible, how to get people to believe more in you, and how that leads to you taking better care of your family. Everything I'm going to talk about will go right into those things and nothing else. (laughs) <laughs> because that's what motivates you. As I hit on that for a period of time, you're going to find you start salivating emotionally. <laughs> and you're going to go, oh, my God, I want that. That's exactly what I want, Kenrick. And as a result of that, your logical part of your brain all of a sudden starts justifying why you're going to go and get what it is that I'm talking about. It makes it possible. It goes, yeah, well, you know, we got to have that because, you know, if we don't have that, we we might not be looking quite as authoritative as we want to. Mm-hmm. See, and all of a sudden it makes it, it it's it's hooked you emotionally and you've justified it with your conscious mind. And all of a sudden you're completely tuned into what I'm saying and everything I'm saying makes sense and, and you go along with it. That same kind of thing can be done in writing, but you have to have the interviews with a good section of the market and compile that criteria so that you're sure. writing to what the biggest percentage of that market is really wanting and you're sure. doing it in that way. Makes sense? Great. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're speaking to those people, when you are speaking to your market, would you do exactly what you just did with me then? Yes. Now, I'm okay. doing it fast with you. If I were doing it in <laughs> writing, I might do it a little bit slower. You know, I might have to, to you know, do it step by step a little bit more. But uh, yeah, in, in speaking, especially I do it just like I just did with you. How does That's, it feel? Tell me. It feels good. It was very eye opening. And um, there was a few levels deep. So do you find that there is usually maybe four or five levels before you can actually get to the crux of what drives them? I talk, I, I, I teach people to go for three. Okay, because at the third level, you're probably high enough. In your case, gaining customers is not exactly a high value, but taking care of your family as a result is. So in your case, we really went four. And if we went up much more about of if I were to have asked you, well, what's important about taking care of your family? You'd have 
you, you know, you might have gotten rude. You might have gone, well, uh, I don't know, stupid. <laughs> you know, what's, what's important about taking care of your family? You know, I mean, you know, so we, we get to a high enough level. Yeah. We don't have to go any further. Sure. And then we can. And, and one of the reasons I demonstrated with you in this way is because even though you just gave me, you know, that those criterias, how did you feel when I played them right back at you? Did you feel like I was, you know, did you ever feel like, well, hey, stupid, I just told you that. Did you ever feel like that? Not really. I guess I was just listening and feeling that you had a solution or you could help me in some way and help me get more of what I wanted, I guess. And you know what, Joey? That's what everybody feels. You never have someone say, well, you know what? You just, I just told you that I wanted authority and credibility. And now you're telling me that I want authority and credibility. Well, yeah. No, because that isn't exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that because that's what you want, this applies to you. Listen closely and see how by applying what it is that I'm telling you, you're going to be able to take better care of your family. Absolutely. And all of a sudden you're, you, you know, I, you're like melted butter, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, man, go tell me, show me. So yeah, that's, that's how you do it. And I mean, literally anybody, you know, any of your, your people that are listening to this can literally practice doing exactly that. Kenrick, I've really enjoyed this discussion today. Where can we get more of your information? Because I know you've got a lot more to share with us to help us get told yes more often. All right. Well, we've, we've, uh, put something special up for just for your listeners. Um, they can go to www.maxpersuasion.com forward slash Bushnell. So it would be M-A-X followed by the word persuasion, P-E-R-S-U-A-S-I-O-N.com forward slash your last name, B-U-S-H-N-E-L-L. So there will, you know, they can go and check out some, some cool things that we're, that we're putting up just for them. Um, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, they, they can find out lots about us there. Also, they can go to my.maxpersuasion, my.maxpersuasion.com. And that's uh, our brand new community. And, uh, it's our, our persuasion community. And they can get, you know, immediate access to free training, webinars, um, specials on products. You know, it's a whole community, a really active community of some of the top persuaders in the world. So they can they can go and just participate and, and see what we're all about. Fantastic. Thank you. That's the end of today's show, everyone. Thank you to everybody who joined us. And Kenrick, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. It's a lot of fun. The Online Marketing Show. Every day with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.